Physicians are inundated with market research, but how does this benefit patients and what is it all trying to accomplish? You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and joining me today is Wesley Michael. Mr. Michael is Executive Vice President of Research Excellence at TNS Healthcare. TNS is based in Manhattan and is a worldwide market research consulting firm for the pharmaceutical, biotech, and medical device industries, and they also work with health-focused ad agencies, media, and analysts. Mr. Michael is responsible for strategic market consulting, qualitative and quantitative research design and analysis, and account management. Before joining TNS Healthcare, he worked as a brand manager and held other senior marketing roles for McCormick and Company and General Mills. He has an MBA with concentrations in marketing statistics and econometrics from the University of Chicago and a bachelor's degree in English from the University of Pennsylvania. Wesley Michael, welcome to Reach MD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Well, thanks, Bruce. Well, TNS, I've been familiar with for many years in following the healthcare industry, and I know that you guys do a lot of research. So if you could tell us in this sort of environment where in my world and as newspaper, TV, radio kind of guy for the Tribune Company, how difficult it is to convey messages to consumers, it really is changing on how is the best way for these companies to get their messages to doctors? Yeah, I mean, that is a real challenge for our clients. Our clients are typically the pharmaceutical companies or the device or the diagnostic manufacturers who have various ways to communicate. They do it with ads in certain publications, but they also have the benefit of having sales forces that call individually on physicians. But even with all that, the doctors are very busy. They may have a minute of time on the way to the water cooler to talk to somebody. You know how much time people spend with an ad if it's not something that they're really, really interested in. So what we do is a lot of work both qualitatively and quantitatively to figure out how best to communicate a product's benefits or to capture a physician's interest or to make him realize it could be a benefit to a certain patient type that he's treating. A lot of that research is, as you might expect, it's what we call qualitative, meaning we're sitting face-to-face with the physician or at the very least on the phone and really having a discussion, chatting with him or her, showing some ideas, seeing if it's communicating what they need to know about a product, really working from what works best for them. I mean, that's marking at its finest is really delivering to the consumer, in this case it's the physician and the physician's patient, what they really need and what they really need to know without wasting their time about extraneous things. We also do quantitative work where we can expose physicians, and more and more of our work is on the Internet. Physicians love to do a survey on the Internet. They may be doing it at home or they may be doing it at odd hours in their office, but they can do this, answer questions, click on the responses, and they tell us they really enjoy it too. They learn more about new products out there that they may be masked, blinded by the name, but they also learn about themselves, how they treat what they're interested in just by virtue of our questions, you know, force them to think, oh, how do I select a medication for a patient? What am I looking for? What is the qualities of the patient that makes me select A versus B or a combination of A and B? So what are these physicians telling you when they do these market research studies, if you could give us an example in any industry, really, because I think that really would be an effective way to reach a doctor if they can do a survey online in the privacy of their own home or on their BlackBerry or whatever in the odd hours that they have free. They'll tell us certainly a lot of different things, some directly answering questions, some indirectly. We'll be showing them different things. But, for example, we have a type of research we do where we expose them to lots of different scenarios with different what we call message elements, a different sentence or a chart or even a soundbite. 
and they'll respond to those in terms of their interest, how likely they're prescribed or what kind of patient they would prescribe it for. And we learn very interesting things. We'll learn, for example, two things that are always most important to physicians about products are about the efficacy, how well does it work for a certain type of patient, and the safety. And those are often diametrically opposed. Something is very, very efficacious. The question might be how safe is it. Doctors are always concerned about balancing that. So we'll be learning about a product what balance they're looking for in that. Maybe it's a condition for very severely affected patients. Though they want safety, they're more willing to take more chances to get the patient well. Or there might be a more chronic disease that's not life-threatening, that there's certainly safety is paramount. So we'll learn about that. And even simple things, for example, say how quickly a product works. I know that we've done research and we might have it worded a couple different ways. Say works in 60 seconds versus works in one minute. And you think, well, that's saying the same thing. But you'll find it communicates differently. 60 seconds may sound much faster than a minute. So you'll learn the big issues from them about what's important and also just how to communicate it, what words might work better in terms of communicating the facts about the product. Now, when TNS does its work, they're usually doing the work on behalf of the drug and device industries. Do the doctors know you're there or are you sort of the people behind the curtain when you're doing the market research? We're upfront about that. The physicians know that we're working on behalf of those companies. Virtually all the cases, it's blinded in that we'll be asking about the category and various products, but we'll let them know, certainly, the standard in the industry, if it's a qualitative, yes, there may be people watching this from our client from behind the mirrors. The last thing we want to do is anything that's not above board, so people know that and realize that. Certainly, all the research we do is anonymous. In other words, we don't reveal the name of the respondent, and the results are not published by any physician's name. It's it's aggregated and presented that way, so nobody's using it. It's important for us to draw a line between research and marketing. So many consumers know you get a phone call, and somebody pretends to be doing a survey. They're really trying to sell you something, and it's a real problem in our industry. We take a very strong line. What we do is research. It's not trying to sell a product. It's about learning people's attitudes towards it or how it's communicated. How are things changing as far as what kind of market research you're doing? Is it more in the realm of patient safety, new product development? I mean, clearly companies want to get their products in the hands of doctors and then patients, but are there any things specifically that you're doing more of on the market research related to physicians now than you used to? There have been some trends. In the past, uh, so much research was concentrated on new products, products that haven't launched yet because in the pharma industry, you know, you have a limited patent life and so much depends on getting out of the gate with the right message to the right doctors done in the right way. And so a lot of research was certainly focused around that. In the last few years, it's been more difficult for the industry. There's been fewer new products launched. The FDA, I think, is taking a more critical eye appropriately, I guess, in light of results on some products. And the companies are finding themselves focused on making more of the products they already have on the market. So we're finding more research done, not just of a new-to-the-world product, but of a product that's out there and that's known by physicians, but finding out more about it and how better it communicated or maybe getting additional information on that product that might make physicians more interested in it. So that's definitely one area. Another one related to that, I think there's more interest in things related to but not directly related to the product itself. For example, Companies are interested in how their sales force is operating. The, the detail reps that call on physicians are interested in 
how they can be more successful in communicating to doctors. Managed care, you know, the insurance companies that we all know and love and we pay co-pays to get our drugs, more and more companies are interested in that because that's so important into who's choosing what drug is. Is it covered? Is it a $20 copay versus a $30 copay? And so companies are concentrating on that. So we have seen the interest from our clients spread out from just the brand new products and what attributes about they should be focusing on. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. I'm your host. And joining me today is Wesley Michael. He's an executive vice president of research excellence at TNS Healthcare, which is based in New York. And we're talking about ways doctors are marketed to by pharmaceutical and biotech companies. And we were just talking about how that's changed because healthcare keeps getting more complicated. And I find it interesting, too, that, as you say, the health insurance industry is buying into your services because, let's face it, costs are going up. And I think the companies, and tell me from your perspective how this is working, it's becoming more difficult for them to market their products if copays and deductibles are going up. Isn't that the case? If you're a pharmaceutical company and you have a drug that's say one of five in a category, and they each may have their own specific benefits, but they may all be good products. One of your key concerns is the phrase we use is on formulary. Is it the one that's covered by some of the big insurance companies? Because if it's not, the physician may say, well, I'll just write product A instead of product B because I don't want my patient to go to the pharmacy and find that he has to pay $100 instead of a $20 copay. So it's very important to companies to market to the insurers to say, here's why my product should be your one on formula, because they generally won't put them all on there. They'll make selections, and there'll be negotiations between the pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies around that. But so much of it is around uh, showing them why patients will benefit more from this and why physicians prefer their product to be on the formulary. Is there any advice you can give physicians, I mean, and how to deal with how they are marketed to? I mean, is there anything that is coming down the pike that they should be prepared for? I know that the pharma rep situation has changed a lot where the doctors all have certain hours they can go in and so forth. And that was sort of a trend of the last five to 10 years. Anything else that you're seeing out there that physicians and their patients can expect? One thing that physicians could do to get their voice heard is participate in the market research. I mean, that's self-serving. When we finish a survey with the physician, especially when we're talking to them one-on-one, so often they'll say, well, I'm so glad that my opinion is being heard, that it's being taken into account in terms of marketing this. They'll market it in a way that affects what I'm looking for in a product and what my patients are looking for. And that's one way physicians, in effect, can vote on what works best for them just as in their selecting medications that they think are the best and in terms of them dealing with the sales reps who are coming in and giving them honest feedback about what they like and don't like. So that's one thing that could help them in terms of they're getting their voice heard among the pharmaceutical companies. Can you give us an example perhaps where there might have been a situation where physicians liked or didn't like something about maybe how the industry changed? One of the things we hear, and I know you've done work with direct-to-consumer advertising, We've always seen some physicians that are fine with that, and they're happy that the consumers are more well-informed and come in, and there's some physicians that find that may get in the way of them doing their job if patients are insisting on a drug, even if it's not the right one for them. That's an area where we're often hearing that physicians are not happy with the way the industry has changed and where consumers are given that, you know, advertising directly to them. 
And I know that that has definitely changed, too, because part and parcel because of some of the safety issues, Vioxx and so forth, where the industry is now delaying those ads for a few weeks or months before the doctors get them. But there clearly is has been some changes in that arena that have probably helped the doctors in, in being more educated about the drugs. If you think about it, it's not quite fair for the patient to be coming in with an ad from a product that the doctor has hardly even heard of. Yeah, obviously, the doctor needs to learn about it and consider it and get familiar with it. And on the other hand, I think physicians, for the most part, have gotten used to the fact that direct-to-consumer advertising is out there and can be another source of information for a patient because one of the things physicians want the most is patients that take charge of their condition and will be compliant to the medication because they realize how important it is. And that's one piece of it is the consumers becoming more educated. Well, with that, I'd like to thank Wesley Michael, who has been our guest. He's an executive vice president with TNS Healthcare, a worldwide New York-based market research and consulting firm. My name is Bruce Japson. I'm with the Chicago Tribune. I've been your host, and you've been listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888 888- 639-6157. That is 888-639-6157. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.